Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's Focus for Wednesday, December the 20th, 2023, at 1.01 p.m. Central Time. Well, today's Focus, let me state today's Focus this way. What would you do right now, at this very moment, if you took your phone your tablet, your computer, and you logged into some type of artificial intelligence application, a website, an app, you logged in and you start chatting with AI. And AI was to tell you, you are going to die June 2024. In fact, you're going to die on June the 1st, 2024. What would you do at this very moment If AI told you that you were going to die on June the 1st, 2024, would you just shrug your shoulders? Would you be like, yeah, whatever? Would you be like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, 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 I believe it. What am I? And what, what changes would you make? What changes would you make? Would you do anything? Would you do something better? Would you do something worse? Would you make better decisions or worse decisions? What would you do? What would it do for you spiritually speaking? What would you do if AI could predict your death? Well, according to a recent news article, not only can AI predict when you're going to die, AI can do so, well, with great accuracy. Here is the story. I saw this this morning. Absolutely crazy. Here is the story. You ready? Scientists create AI they claim predicts when you will die with 78% accuracy. They've created an AI, an artificial intelligence, that can predict when you're going to die, and it has a 78% accuracy rating. Do you want to look it up? Do you want to know? Come on, do you want to know? Do you want to know right now when you are going to die? Do you, do you want to know? Really? I mean, deep down, do you want to know? Or would you be like, uh, no, never mind. Never. No, no, no. I don't want to. Yeah. I, I want to know. I know. Are you the kind who says, tell me, give me this, give me the login. I'm logging in right now. I want to know. And and if AI told you you were going to die and they claim 78% accuracy, again, I'm going to ask the question, what would that, would that help you spiritually or would that hurt you spiritually? Which way do you think you would go? Because in some ways, I think that at least biblically, theologically, the implication seems to be we need to number our days, know that our time is limited, therefore that we will then pursue God with even greater passion, greater zeal, a greater fervency. But I think there's a part of me that says, well, I don't know. If I know I've got a limited amount of time, would I just say I'm going to dedicate everything to God and to, or would I just say, then I'm, I'm going crazy. I don't know which direction I would go. I know that doesn't sound very spiritual. And I know that I'm supposed to sit here and go. And I would be like, dear Lord, I know that I could try to come across all pious, but I'm just being honest. I think I would be conflicted. Maybe you wouldn't be conflicted. I think I would be. Here, here's a little bit from this story. Right. 
Are you ready? Here we go. Scientists, headline, scientists create AI they claim predicts when you will die with 78% accuracy. Researchers have developed an algorithm that uses the story of a person's life to predict their future, and it is accurate about 78% of the time. Then they ask a question. Can a doom calculator really predict when you will die? Shockingly, a tool developed by WizKids scientists claims it can with 78% accuracy. Through clever tech called, here's the name of the technology, Life2Vec. Life2Vec, all run together, Life2Vec. It, it's, it's like they take the story of your life, they map out what might come next. These individuals from America and Denmark have used loads of data on people's lives, their jobs, when they live, and accidents they have had, if they've ever been pregnant, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they've done this on over 6 million people. They now have a model that understands everyday, everyday language and can guess at things like if someone might die young or how they could earn or how much money they could earn in their lifetime. Right? Then they go and they, they offer some examples of what they have done. Um, it says, scientists have developed a new AI system called Life2Vec that uses data from 20, uh, 2008 to 2016 to predict simple questions like death within four years for any given person. Scarily enough, it correctly guessed who would die by 2020 over three quarters of the time. Now, there's a lot more information here. Um, okay, someone just asked, wouldn't it take decades to have the stats necessary to determine the accuracy? I think it would. It seems that they took from tw 2008 to 2016, and then they correctly guessed who would die by 2020. So I guess you could say they were 78% accurate between what the data they predicted between 2008 and 2016, I guess. And they were, they were right 78% of the time. You can look how accurate it actually is. We could get into the science. We could get into the study. We could get into how peer-reviewed has it been. We could call into question all of the claims that they are making. But let's just say, now at this point, they have not made it available to the public. So let's, let me just get that out of the way. They haven't yet. They're seeking to see what they can. I guess there's privacy issues and there's some legal concerns about what they can and can't do because they're using certain information and, I, you know, who knows all the legalities of it. So currently, but they're, they're looking at a way to make this available to everyday people. Now, I don't know what that means. I don't I mean, we talked about 2024 and how AI is going to play a major role in 2024. I don't know if this becomes available in 2024, but the issue still, this is the issue I'm trying to get at. Let's just take for a hypothetical argument that this is available, becomes available for Christmas, your Christmas gift, an AI that can predict your death. It's Christmas morning. Do you open up your gift? Do you log into the AI and do you ask it, am I going to die? And what if it says, yes, you are going to die and you're going to die on June the 1st, 2024. What do you do? How does it impact you? Now, you can look up the story if you want more information. Again, it's called Scientists Create AI. They claim predicts when you will die with 78% accuracy. 
I'm not here to to argue the legitimacy of their claims, how accurate, not accurate. Is this all hype? Is it actually going, what's it going to actually turn into? We could dis, we could d- debate that and discuss that for, for weeks to come. But for the th- for this podcast, today's focus, we try to look at, I try to give you something to focus on from a theological perspective. So let's take this and consider it from a biblical and theological perspective. And so we're going to look at a number of scriptures. So if you can, grab a Bible, grab a notebook, and let's dig in. You ready? Let's go to Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27. Very well-known verse. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27, we read these words. And it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. It is appointed unto man once to die, and then after that, judgment. It is appointed unto you that you are going to die. Unless Christ returns, you are going to die. You have an appointment. It's been made. I don't know when it is. Maybe AI can tell you when it is. I don't know. That gets into a lot of theological implications, does it not? Can AI determine the eternal, you know, providence and decrees of God? I don't think it can. But, but... That that's neither here nor there. It is appointed. You have an appointment with death. And the thing about this appointment, you don't get to know. You don't get to put it on your calendar. You don't get to know when it's going to occur. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know when the appointment time, you don't know when you're going to get that notification on your phone that the appointment time is now and you are going. Like you don't get, you don't get a notification. You're just going to be, you could be walking in your house and boom. Your life comes to an end. You could be out driving your car, going to the grocery store. You don't know when. It's coming, ladies and gentlemen. The one thing I know, it's coming. It's December the 20th. You're one day closer to that appointment than you were on December the 19th. And tomorrow when you wake up on December the 21st, you're another day closer to that day than you were on today. Every single second. Every single second. It's now 1.11 p.m. You're minutes closer to your time of, up, your, your appointment time than you were when this podcast started. If I do a 45-minute podcast, you're going to be 45 minutes closer to your death than you were when you started listening. Every second you're moving. It's an appointment. It's appointed unto man once to die. But then here's the part that we often forget. And it is appointed unto man once to die. But after this, the judgment, there is a judgment waiting for you after. And we could talk about how many judgments. We've talked about this before in 2023. We looked at different ideas about how many judgments. Some believe that there is a specific judgment for you and I as a believer where our works are going to possibly be burnt up. We will still be saved, but there's still a standing before God in some way. So death is coming and a meeting. You have an appointment time. You have an appointment time for a meeting. And that meeting is with your creator. I have an appointment time with my creator. Now, what should that reality, what should that reality tell you? What should that reality tell me? I have an appointment time. Everything in this life, right? It's all coming to an end. And then we are we, we have an appointment time where we go from this life to eternity. So obviously what we do for eternity should matter than what we do here. 
go to Psalm chapter 90. Let's go to another passage. Psalm chapter 90, the book of Psalms. Psalm 90. Let's look at verse 12. There's much here that we could look in Psalm chapter 90, but look at verse 12. It says this, so teach us to number our days that we might apply our hearts unto wisdom. We need to learn to number our days. We must number them so that we can apply our hearts unto wisdom. Are you numbering your days so that you're applying your heart to wisdom? As one commentary put it this way, they, they translate it this way. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. In other words, they, they interpret it or translate it in a way that seems to lead to this kind of way of thinking. It's the numbering of your days. By doing that, you will gain a heart of wisdom. If you want to gain a heart of wisdom, if you truly want a heart that is spiritually wise, you must learn to number your days. Uh, this commentary states, this verse is attributed to Moses, and it is a prayer for God's guidance and wisdom. It urges us to recognize the brevity and fragility of life and to be mindful of how we spend our time. Numbering our days means being intentional and wise in how we use the limited time we have been given. It reminds us to prioritize what truly matters, such as cultivating relationships, seeking God's will, and making a positive impact on the world around us. Do you live each day intentionally. Now, I know that's almost like a cliche. I know it's almost a buzzword. I know that there's been books written about it, lots of sermons of living an intentional life. But if you, if we have to learn to number our days, that's a biblical concept. If you want a heart of wisdom, if you want spiritual wisdom, number your days. The lack of numbering your days, the lack of uh, doing that, you, you, we lose some level of wisdom. We lose some, I think we lose perspective. If I'm not numbering my days, maybe I need AI to help me number it. Maybe if AI tells me you have this many days left, you have the, you're going to die on June the 1st, 2024. You have a very limited amount of time. Then maybe I would apply my heart to wisdom. But the point is whether we don't know when it is, it could be, literally 24 hours from now. There are people listening to this podcast who they may not, now I, the one doing this podcast, I may not even live to see 2024. I could be one, for those who don't know, I have a seizure disorder because of what happened to me when I was in the military. I'm one seizure away. One seizure away from the end. That seizure could come today. It could come an hour from now. It could come while I'm live on the air. It could come this evening. It could come tonight. It could happen while I'm sleeping. Remember the young kid who was a, a star on a number of Disney shows? He died of a, yes, a seizure. He died having a seizure. So, yeah, so I know that. I'm, and doctors have told me that. So it, it could happen to me today, tomorrow. Am I, am I numbering my days? Do I have a heart of wisdom? Well, I don't think I have a heart of wisdom. I don't know how how intentionally I live. But I'm, I am aware of limited time, though. 
This verse uh, encourages us to live with an awareness of the fleeting nature of life, prompting us to make the most of each day and to pursue a life of purpose and meaning. Ultimately, the numbering of our days serves as a reminder to approach life with wisdom and discernment so that we can make the most of the time we have been given. To me, does numbering our days serve as a reminder to live with wisdom, or is it the numbering of our days that brings about the wisdom? Now, that, that's, if you want a, today's focus, that's a question you can ponder right there. Is it the numbering of your days that brings wisdom and discernment? Or is it the numbering of days that teaches you that you should live with? I think, I think it's the numbering of your days that is supposed to, at least theoretically, lead to wisdom and discernment. You'll have greater discernment if you're numbering your days. That seems to me the way that it goes. That's always that cause and effect. Which comes first? Look at Psalm 39. The book of Psalms. Psalm 39, Psalm 39, verse 4. Psalm 39, verse 4. Lord, make me to know mine end and the measure of my days, what it is that I may know how frail I am. Behold, thou hast made my days as a hand breath, and my age is nothing before thee. Verily, every man at his best state is altogether vanity. Lord, I, li- I like that. Let me, let me read that verse again, verse 4. Lord, make me to know mine end. Lord, let me know my end. In a sense, Lord... Let me know when it's going to end. Let me remember that even on my best, no matter how strong I may feel, maybe no matter how many plans I may have, look, it's, it's all vanity. It's all could be gone instantaneously, as one commentary puts it. Or they, they translate it this way. Lord, make me to know my end and what is the measure of my days that I'm, and that I may know how frail I am. Do you know how frail you are? Do you, do you realize how frail you are? I don't care how great your health is. You're one breath, one heartbeat away from eternity. You have made my days as hand uh, breaths and my age is as nothing before you. Certainly every man at his best is but vapor. You're like vapor. You're here. You're gone. You're gone. You're gone. Look, we don't need AI to tell us this. We have God's word telling us this. We have God's word reminding us day in and day out. Number your days. Understand your end. See how frail you really are. See that your life is but a vapor. Let this, let this reality number your days so that it will bring about a heart of wisdom and discernment. How about James chapter 4? Go to James chapter 4. The book of James, chapter 4. Let's look at verse 14. James chapter 4, verse 14. We read these words, right? Here we go. James chapter 4, verse 14. Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then 
vanish away. In other words, you can't make some big plans about tomorrow because the, you don't have any guarantee that they're going to be here. And just so that you know, if you pay close attention and you are paying attention to our study um, on Sunday where we were focusing on the topic of rejoicing, please note uh, verse 16, but now ye rejoicing in your boastings, all such rejoicing is evil. There's a, an evil rejoicing. All right, I, I won't get sidetracked in there, but there you go. Yeah, look, your life is a vapor. You have no guarantees about tomorrow. We always say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. You can say all the things you're going to do and you may be dead an hour from now. Now, what should that should do is I'm appointed to die and that death could happen at any moment. And then I meet my creator. Then I meet God. What that should tell me is stop worrying about what I will do. What can I do now? So that I am living a life glorifying and pleasing to God. That's what I wish I could. I wish I could think that way. Now, what I tend to do is go, well, I could be dead tomorrow. What can I do today to please and glorify myself? Oh, come on. I can't be the only one. All right. There's one in Job, but I'm not going to I'm not going to read that because, well, well, then we have to figure out who's talking and there's all kinds of contextual issues. Let's go to Psalm 103. Let's do this one. Let's go to Psalm 103. Psalm or the book of Psalms, Psalm 103. I always say that incorrectly. It's not the book of Psalms. It's the book of Psalms. And then it's Psalms 103. Psalm 103. Psalm 103. Let's look at verse 15 and 16. Psalm 103, verse 15, as for man, his days are as grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourisheth, for the wind passeth over it, and it is gone, and the place thereof shall know it no more. We're there. And then we're gone and nobody remembers it. It's over. It's forgotten. It's done. We, we get so caught up in so many issues. We get so emotional, so invested, so bothered, so preoccupied. And it's all going to be gone. Just like a breath. Now, all the verses that we've looked at, They highlight the temporary and fleeting nature of human existence. They remind us that life is short and unpredictable, urging us to value each moment and seek a meaningful relationship with God and others. They also encourage us to reflect on our mortality and consider the eternal perspective, recognizing that our earthly lives are transient and that our ultimate hope lies in God's Eternal promises. AI, the claim is, can predict when you're going to die with what? 70-something percent accuracy. I don't have that article in front of me right now. Do you want to know? Well, the Bible, way before AI was even considered, way before any technological advances, the Bible was there telling us, you're going to die. Your life is but a vapor. It's here and it's gone. Stop putting your focus on the temporal, on the material. Stop putting your focus on the here and now. Put your focus on the eternal. 
What can you do today to develop an eternal perspective? What can you do today to live your life as if you know the end is on its way? Your appointment time is about to arrive. And I don't know when you're going to get that notification. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you're, if you're going to get a buzzing sound, some kind of a dinging sound. I don't know what the sound is going to be, but there's going to be a sound in a sense on your phone that says your appointment time has arrived. You are next. And then you're gone from this life. You're gone. You're gone. You're no, no saying goodbye to your kids. No saying goodbye to your husband. No saying goodbye to your wife. No saying goodbye to any. It's just it's here and it's over. No making anything right. No reconciliation. Nothing. It's here and it's gone. Now, on one in one sense, I was painfully made aware of this reality young when my mother died. It was, it was she was there. I'm talking to her on a Wednesday. We're supposed to have dinner on a Sunday to reconcile because I'm not living with my family because of all the horrible things that had happened. There's supposed to be reconciliation. At least there was no reconciliation guaranteed, but I was hoping that it was going to be reconciliation. We were going to at least have dinner together. So maybe something positive would have happened. Maybe, 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 maybe. Don't know. But I was hoping. That was on a Wednesday. Friday afternoon. Just a few days later, I'm in school. We get the overhead page. I've heard the story a million times. Come to the principal's office. The principal looks at me. You've got to get to the hospital and you need to get to the hospital now. It's your mother. I am driven to the hospital. I go up the stairs. I think it's to the second floor. I can I could probably take you to the exact stairwell and the exact hospital and tell you the exact direction. And I take a right. I can I can just see it as if it was yesterday walk around the corner. There's like a waiting area. There's a bunch of people there. No one is speaking to me of my family because I'm not living with my family. It's, a, it's an awkward, the whole situation is awkward. I get brought into the hospital room and there is my mother. And one side of her body is basically gone. The other side is kind of like almost having a mini seizure. And it's like, what happened? And they're like, basically she had an aneurysm and well, it, it, it basically, they were telling me it's over. Basically, they were telling me it was over. They just could not necessarily legally declare her dead after they were going to have to run two, I think, brain scans. And they could not really give us the, the official notification until later. And so it was Monday morning when I finally was told, your mother is gone. So Wednesday, I'm talking to her on the phone like everything is normal. By Monday... She's gone. Now, that moment, I realized how transient life is. I realized that my father gets cancer. He dies. I, I immediately realized life is, is there's no guarantees. So I know that theoretically. I know it. Maybe I'm more aware of it that other people can die. Maybe I'm not so aware that I can, but I should know it. But it's one thing to get it theoretically. It's another thing for it to enter it leave the theoretical part and it enters into your like, okay, now, because I'm aware, I'm numbering my days. I know my life is but a vapor. I know it's all going to disappear. I know I'm appointed once to die and then face the judgment. 
I know these things. How do I get that, that theoretical knowledge to a practical level that it has an impact on me so that then I apply my heart to wisdom and to discernment and to focusing on the spiritual and not the material, to focus on eternal and not the future in this life? How do I, how do I get that to then say, look, stop what you're doing. You're going to die and face God. What are you, what are you doing? I don't know. I don't know if I have a good answer. Our sinful, this is the way I would say it. Our sinful nature is the voice in te- telling us, don't worry about the future. There, you know, the, our, in a roundabout way, our, our sinful nature tells us, maybe not in these exact words, but it tells us there is no eternity. There's only here and now. Stop worrying about tomorrow. Focus on now. Get what you want now. Pursue your need now. Pursue your desire now. Focus. Be preoccupied on your want. Be preoccupied on your desire. Get it. Enjoy it. Don't, don't worry about consequences. Don't worry about tomorrow. Get it now. Be consumed with it. Be preoccupied. Get it. Get it now, 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 now. That's our sinful nature. God's word says, whoa, 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 whoa. The now, it's going to go, focus on the eternal. Set your affections on things above. Focus on the spiritual. Focus on the eternal, not the material, not the temporal. And that's a conflict that rages inside of us every single day. If, by chance, and I'm conflicted on this answer, so I could change my opinion. If, I am notified December the 25th or January that now there is a AI app and I have a number of AI apps on my uh, iPad. I use it frequently, chat with AI constantly, all right, about all kinds of things. This is important. If they were, if they were to tell me there's now an AI that can predict when you're going to die, use it cautiously. I would, I think, think, I think I would download it. I think. And I would ask, when am I going to die? And I think that seeing it, hopefully, now this part, I, I can't be so dogmatic. I hope that it would motivate me to pursue God, his glory, his honor, and not my own wants and desires. I hope. That's, that's me trying to speak spiritually. There's another part of me that says, mm, I wouldn't download it. I would ignore it. Because if I saw it, I think I'd be like, well, you know what? I got, I got less than a year. I got two years. Burn everything to the ground. Burn it all to the ground. Go get what you're going to get. Because it's going to be over soon enough. Now, in a small way, that's the struggle we all face every single day. The sinful nature that says you, your want, your need, your desire, get it. Versus God's word saying, die to self, deny self, don't follow self, and pursue my way. 
Love to get your thoughts. Newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. Your today's focus is AI can tell you when you're going to die. How does that impact you? Give it much thought. Have good conversations about it today with others, and hopefully it will be spiritually beneficial. Thank you for listening. This has been your Today's Focus for Wednesday, December the 20th, 2023.